Transformers fans, and welcome back to the uh, AfterBuzz TV Transformers Robots in Disguise After Show. Today we are looking at Season 4, Episodes 14 and 15, Railroad Rage and Combine and Conquer. Let's rev up and roll out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! so great <laughs> for that suggestion thank you i mean i was thinking like runaway train by soul asylum but that's actually a really sad song <laughs> so so yeah crazy train you guys because that's who and what we are here it it has indeed been a crazy train now for quite some time it's been a crazy everything Welcome back to the Robots in Disguise After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Hello, everyone. We are super stoked to be back. We are looking at Season 4, Episodes 14 and 15, Railroad Rage and Combine and Conquer, evidently for what is our 50th After Show, what? according to the playlist. Holy what? cow. What? 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 Now, <laughs> we should note that we train. haven't actually sat down and counted them. This is uh, according to the playlist, and sometimes this the... is according to chat pointing it out. So thank you for cyber war. Thank you, cyber wolf fangirl, for pointing that out because I'm just kind of. It's also on entirely the possible that things get left out of the playlist. Sometimes there. Oh, are I just... double checked it when season four happened. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, I guess happy fiftieth. Happy fiftieth. I have, of course, with me, Megan Lord and Megan Tron Salinas. Hey, guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Our wrecker is still taking her uh, tropical vacation. You can find her at ATORS890. And I'm Katie Kia Prime Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias at KiaJ. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag ABTVRID if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter. And we have the live chat. Hello, live chat people. Hey, hey, so hey. So if you've got something to say, if you've got commentary or questions or GIFs or Photoshops or whatever, throw them in the hashtag, throw them in the live chat. You may well get a shout out like Romantic Caveman who finally joins us again. Hello, we missed you. Hello, I love the gift they sent us of a dancing jazz. Yes, that is so cute. And (laughs) then Raymond also made us a gift of happy strong arm, which, (laughs) not gonna lie, this was hilarious to me. Adorable. All right, I am actually going to take care of some business at the top of the show. We have official After Buzz TV business called New Directions, not to be confused with One Direction, as here we have many. As always, we thank you so much for your support, and we actually have some exciting news about AfterBuzz. Whether you're a new listener or a longtime AfterBuzz fan, you know that we're the world's number one destination for TV coverage. Well, starting next month, we'll be expanding our content beyond just After Shows to bring you a whole slate of new content formats and guests. Our After Shows aren't going anywhere, they're simply evolving. Most of the shows you love only air for part of the year, but during the rest of the year, these shows have news constantly breaking that you want to talk about. So as the ESPN of TV talk, we know it's our job to cover it. We'll have in-depth co- We'll have in-depth show coverage for comedy, drama, animated, truly anything you can imagine. Nothing is off-limits. And given our no-limits approach to TV coverage, we realize that sometimes it can be hard to find the shows you love. And we listened. We're restructuring the website, shows, and platforms to make it easier to find what you're looking for. 
Our YouTube channel will be divided into nine sections by genre. Dramas, comedies, reality, reality competition, wrestling and sports, animation, sci-fi slash fantasy slash superheroes, yes, that is all one genre, <laughs> red carpets, and lastly, our own featured and original content. There's a lot to be excited about, but it won't all happen overnight. As we develop, we'll be experimenting to cater to your TV desires, which means your participation and feedback will be essential to deliver these custom shows. To keep up to date with everything, be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter launching in September and check out our show after Buzz Weekly with Megan Setcher. Business. Business, business, business. Numbers. Numbers. <laughs> Is this working? Yes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so yeah, we are we are taking the uh, after sh- the studio in new directions. So stick around for that because that is going to be super fun. But in the meantime, we've got a couple of episodes to talk about. Yes, we do. One of which involved a crazy train. Yes, it did. Good. L- I I have to say I love the open for this episode, and I'm trying to remember and hoping that I'm not mixing this up because I'm pretty sure. Now, our cold open is the mini-cons. Our next scene, and this is the one that just made me laugh, yeah. is our five stunticons on the road. Oh, And Motormaster being like, we're the fastest people around. I don't want anything faster than me. Comedic timing, train. And there just this moment of everyone just kind of watching it. <laughs> and then kill it. <laughs> yeah, Motormaster's just going, you see that thing that's moving faster than me? Group up and hit it till it dies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but let's be real, group up and hit it till it dies Bring. is every combiner strategy. Bring me its power source. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible Travis Willingham. It's hard to do a good Travis Willingham. <laughs> He's got a very that distinct bass voice. register. Yeah, no, there's no way I could ever hit that, that, that particular... Base register, yeah, like exactly. good lord. Uh, can I just also say that the uh, Motormasters team, and I know we've kind of touched on this, like especially during the race episode, um, they're adorable. <laughs> they're idiots, but I love them. They're adorable when they're together. <laughs> like I would watch an entire TV show about them failing at being like, villains, like drag strip and wild break. Wow, that's beautiful. You, you can, can say, say that, that again. again. Wow, wow, that's... that's too Stop it. <laughs> and it, here's the thing. You think you'll be mad if we don't bring back the engine? Do you think at all? With Wild Break, uh, I, I really wonder how much of it him is him being snarky and how much of it is sincere. Like I said, he is the, he is the Decepticon Blades. It is adorable. And I just, I want to hug him. <laughs> I just love the Abbott and Costello that those two have going. One of these days. This is another fine mess you've gotten me into. (laughs) They just make me really happy. I don't know why. I don't think... It's fun. I don't think I've enjoyed a villain this much since Uncle PJ. Uncle Let's PJ. be real. And, and just that weird, ridiculous, I want you to have more screen time because you are fun to watch. I think sort it of. helps when the villains have a particular uh, vernacular or type of vernacular. Well, it's particularly when they sound like they're going to put the muscles on some guys. <laughs> and I love Uncle it. PJ was distinctly that. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to say, like, drag strip is a few notes down from that. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to live up to Uncle PJ. Let's be completely real. Oh, Uncle PJ. <laughs> Thunderhoof, for those of you who haven't been watching since season one, like, whose uncle are they talking about? No, no, we, we nicknamed everyone in season one. Ah, uh, yes. Some of whom got name drops in uh, the, the second episode that we'll be Steel covering. Job. But uh But yeah, let's uh, let's focus back on this one. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go take out a train. 
And then we have, oh my god, poor Slipstream. This was really upsetting. This was super upsetting. Um, I have opinions on this entire plot line, to be completely honest. And part of it is, yeah, Drift is kind of my fave, and I love the Drift family. It's, for one, who hasn't done this? Who hasn't broken something that belongs to someone else and gone, oh, "Oh God, oh, God, they can never know? Especially when, like, lecturing somebody else about responsibility, and then you just, like, oh, yeah. Totally been there. Totally been there. It's like, I wasn't paying attention, and I broke the entire thing. And I'm like, congratulations. Sometimes you do that as an adult, too. Yep. It doesn't really stop. People shouldn't be defined by one mistake or several mistakes. And that's kind of where we get into me kind of staring sideways at this. Like, I do love the older brother dynamic with Sideswipe. I loved seeing him deploy them again. Like, it's been a dog's age. Yeah. And I love that they have that relationship. But the, it's okay, we'll hide it, he'll never know, and then you can fix it in the meantime. When does that ever work? When does that literally ever work? Nope, never. Not to mention that I feel like Drift would, I I don't care how deep in meditation you are, if, like, a giant robot that is the size of you, (laughs) like, (laughs) comes up to you and puts your swords back in their sheets, I feel like you're gonna notice. I feel like you really would. It's just like, really? Really? Well, also he's just, in very, very deep meditation because sideswipe just harshes his cool. It also kind of looks like it was a Nerf sword. Oh, it and, was. And it was, was a pool noodle. And so I like. I honestly feel like he also would have like not to nitpick, but I feel like he also would have been able to notice the weight distribution change um, for for somebody who's as accustomed to pulling out his swords as Drift is. Uh, yeah, in my, you know, it's convenience for the sake of convenience. Uh, it's for the plot. But this is like the fourth time that our plot has hinged on dad's going to be mad. Yeah. And you'd think at this point, all of them would have kind of figured it out. Like, we we've, we talked about this quite a bit um, off camera, where there's, because uh, they're, they're and, and we've talked about this a number of times on the show when we compare it to a show like Animated. Animated was almost infuriating with the number of times a group of people had to learn the exact same lesson over and over and over again for the Creature of the Week episode or Monster of the Week episode, whatever it was. The exact uh, two people had to learn the same <laughs> lesson over, over and, and over, over and over, and over again. <laughs> sure, we enjoyed animated, but sometimes sure Prowl was the only occur. one that learned anything. <laughs> and look where that got him. Um, <laughs> we're not bitter. <laughs> uh, but uh, the again, the flip side of that is that, like, there's also a flip side of it where we've talked about how we don't mind it as much in this show because change is difficult and incremental, and change and growth are hard. And so we didn't mind it in this show because it's not nearly as repetitive. And it's also something to where even when we're repeating a lot of the same steps, you do see incremental growth and development, at least in terms of character relationship stuff. However, even so, there is a balance. And I feel like you're justified in feeling like with Drift, they've never really fully grasped that balance. And you'd think after, and again, you brought this up when we were chatting outside, you'd think after the whole thing with Shadowbreaker and the, no, they're not things, these are my pupils, these are my kids, don't take them. Yeah. That things would be a little different. But then we go back to, dad's mad, can't tell him, like... We know he's not going to be happy, 
but he'll be madder if you lie about it. We had an episode in, I want to say it was like early season two, that was about exactly this. Yeah. To a lesser degree, it was polishing the sword incorrectly as opposed to Two. completely wrecking the thing. <laughs> but we I, had this episode. I mean, to be fair, the, the intended audience is children for this show. And True. as a kid, er, as, uh, as a person who was formerly a child at one point, literally every as kid. As a former child. As a former child. Literally every kid goes through the, oh shoot, I broke something or I stained something or I clearly, like there is something that mom and dad wanted me to not break that I have now broken, that I have now ruined. And I sure did put a baseball through that lamp. <laughs> like the world's most stereotypical <laughs> example. Yeah. Um, every, every, literally that's something every kid is going to have to go through at some point. And of course, if you try to hide it, which is your initial instinct as just a, not just a kid, but as a person, it will make it worse when the truth comes out for sure. Well, but, and for one thing, it's one thing to break the lamp. It's another thing to be like, this is his primary weapon. Yeah. And it's non-functional. And we're going to replace it with a pool noodle and then not tell him. And then continue to not tell him. Even after everyone's like, no, things are serious now. Even he when, needs to know because now we're in the middle of Even combat. when Sideswipe is like, hey, we should probably say something. <laughs> like, like, that's when you know it's gotten serious. When the older brother is like, hey. When Sideswipe's going... Yeah, time to be a responsible adult. I'm like, really? I think the pool noodle was your doing, buddy. I hate to say it, but I feel like, you know, in terms of the strong suit of this episode, it like this episode seems like a stronger episode if you're not looking at Slipstream and Drift, but instead looking at Sideswipe. Absolutely. This because, was a very good episode for Sideswipe. Because he's the one that... Even after, you know, the Minicons refused to have his back, he's still willing to help them out of their jam and even willing to take the fall for it at a certain point, which is a very uncharacteristically selfless thing for him to do. It, this episode highlights his growth in terms of his relationship with them. But in order to do that, it fell back on same old, same old, same old with Drift and the Minicons. And that's... Yeah. There's a little bit of a problem with that. It's not well balanced yeah, from a good character side standpoint. Stuff. Oh yeah, nah, I mean, same old. Like I said, same old, same old when it comes to drift. Well, and it's even more interesting looking at it from the sideswipe perspective now that we know that he has this fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. no, he does take this team seriously. It is his family, and there's some part of him that's still scared to death that they're gonna kick him off. Yeah. So Drift flying off the handle at him and telling him, no, you don't respect this team. You don't care. Otherwise, you wouldn't do this. Like, yeah. that's your management style, and it's a little different. But knowing what we know about Sideswipe, it's like, oh, buddy. Again, the and he's still taking that from Drift so as to deflect it from Slipstream. Yeah. So the problem, again, if this had been framed as a Sideswipe-focused episode as opposed to a Drift-Slipstream-focused episode it wouldn't feel so off. But there's no way for it not to be a Drift and Slipstream episode when that's where the that's conflict That's the central is. conflict is, yeah. Sideswipe is very much a part of it, but if it if we hadn't started this off with one of Drift Swords, like, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So. And again. Balance problems. Again, you know, um, 
It's not that it's bad, and again, growth and change it's are not. hard and difficult, but it just feels like this would have been more appropriate earlier in either the season or the series. I, I would say series. For Drift, um, it would have been more appropriate. For Sideswipe, I'd say it's, it's in the exact right place. That's fair. Especially yeah. after last season, he had a lot more bonding with the Minicons and with that whole big, I screwed up, I need to apologize, and now they're gone. Yeah, that's, that's like, very true. He's had a lot of development, and we've been very... I just completely lost the word. We've oh, been very... I'm on some good cold medicine. Um, <laughs> consistent. When I lost the word consistent, you know it's going to be a great show. Sorry. We've been very consistent with character development for Sideswipe, for Strongarm, and for the most part for B. Fix it, we haven't really had to do as much, but Not I feel while, like yeah. we've been fairly static with Grimlock and with Drift. Yeah. It's uh, it's very much lesson of the week or learn the same lesson over again, which is one of the reasons why the superhero episode felt off when it, when it came to Grim uh, as well. Again, it's just these little tiny things. It's not it that they're bad episodes. This is by no means a bad episode. Oh, it I just... had a fun time watching this episode. Train fights. Oh my gosh. Train yes. fights are like Marvel fights in, like hallway fights in Marvel Netflix. You just kind of sit there and go, yes. Yes, yes. I need it. Give it to me. Uh, and it I, was great. We were, we were talking about the Adventure Zone with a friend this weekend. And we were talking about uh, the train uh, mystery arc, and I just, I think I called it Chekhov's train, where a train, when presented at the beginning of the story, will inevitably have a fight on top of it by the end. <laughs> and may or may not crash before the oh, end of the story. Oh, for sure. So, like, definitely <clears throat> when Motormaster and his crew are sitting there and talking, and we see the train, it's like, oh, there's going to train be a fight, train, train fight. And I mean, the episode is called Railroad Rage. Yes! The only way it could be <laughs> even more so is if we had trains Transformers. Yes. And I haven't seen that since Cybertron? Uh, Energon? One, one of, of the, those. One of the Energon trilogy, yes. Um, one of those. I, and even so, I very much repress anything that isn't Starscream and Armada. <laughs> well, Starscream and Armada and um, Scott McNeil's voice acting. And actually, Neil Kaplan's voice acting, too. There's a lot of... And David Kaye's voice acting. You know what? All the voice actors are fine. But... <laughs> I enjoyed all, just the bit about, do you have travel insurance? Trip insurance, like, bye. <laughs> just no ticket. The ridiculous one-liners, don't want to miss your stop. Uh, you got flipped by a couple of mini-cons? And I'm just sitting here going, what, like it's hard? <laughs> yeah, no, this was a lot of fun, especially, again, with, not only is it a train fight, but it's a robot train fight. Literally, nothing is better than giant robots fighting, except when you put them on a train. <laughs> That's incredible. Speaking of putting them on the train, Beast Wars fan in chat says, I love how B, Grimlock, and Strongarm tried to jump on the train. <laughs> like, this will require split-second timing. Like, the com- <laughs> oh, the sweeties. Comedic- I want to see the storyboards and the animatics for this episode, because the comedic timing is perfect. Yes, it's all it's sorts of spectacular. It's so good. um maybe this is a better save for for later in our recap but uh laser gone in the uh hashtag made us a uh movie poster for the next next week's episode for next week's episode (laughs) we should pull that up at the end of the show yes kind of a pre for sure oh 
But, but yeah, and the whole bit about you can't ground bridge onto a moving train, and I'm sitting here going, "Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. We've done this." <laughs> I think the Transformers wiki said Ratchet wasn't happy about it either. <laughs> oh no, Ratchet was not happy about it. It's like, no. yeah, well, it's like, oh, it's so much more difficult. And Beast just kind of like, we've been here before. <laughs> Please, I've been, been there, here done before. That. I know it's physically possible. Let's do this. <laughs> the train wasn't quite this fast, but nonetheless, it's just. Train fights, you guys. Train, Train fights. Fight. Oh, so much fun. But yeah, this, it was a fun episode to watch. It had character balance problems. Yeah. And, and here's the, again, the the action was great. Uh, the, the um, again, the setup fantastic again you just put robot giant fighting robots on a train you don't you don't need anything else the episode writes itself just pitch the episode giant fighting robots on a train uh yeah yeah that and we did sounds- have a good wheel of morality moment with you can't judge someone by one mistake exactly yeah and or even many mistakes part especially when you're several young. many especially when you're young and growing up you are going to make lots of mistakes in life oh yeah that shouldn't be an excuse or excuse you from punishment or your responsibilities but you know it's not something you should get discouraged by you should learn from them and grow from them you just see that as please quit corrupting my children <laughs> like can you not I, I know you're the cool older kid that they like but I'm trying to teach them things like responsibility I did like that at the very beginning of the episode we see Sideswipe setting up the prank yes. that he had all but forgotten about until the very end and I went no <laughs> I do take this team seriously mm. and it's basically the snake and the can of nuts trick yeah. only in a locker <laughs> also why is Denny keeping hydrofluoric acid on low shelves we actually okay like we, I feel like that's an issue we were talking about the Transformers wiki earlier today and actually uh, in the errors section of this episode uh, for the Transformers wiki uh, there's actually a little bit on the hydrofluoric acid while undiluted hydrofluoric acid is a nasty poison as in and is indeed corrosive to flesh it's only moderately reactive towards metal hydrochloric acid on the other hand is notorious for its metal dissolving properties and would be the much more likely acid to produce the absorption effect. And either way, if it was so concentrated that it shattered a sword in seconds, why wasn't it eating up the polishing pad and Slipstream's hand? <laughs> um, so thank you. Whoever whoever runs the Transformers wiki is spectacular. I'm pretty they are sure hilarious. it's a large group of people and I'm just in jo- I didn't get any of the references in the photos because all of their photo captions are jokes. I didn't get any of the references for either of these episodes and I feel kind of like a failure for that. <laughs> but they've been pretty great. What threw me this episode and I don't know if this is an editing thing or if it's a thing that I missed multiple rewatches of but the Decepticon Hunter is gone. Yes. At Strong some point, Arms Decepticon Hunter and the last one from this group is now missing. And I watched this episode twice and I just kind of went, it's gone? Wow, usually they really set this up with a mini con and with a... And then the wiki page says, yeah, it's Gold Gear. He totally showed up. It's like, how did I miss that twice? I... How did I miss that Don't know. Twice? Because I missed it as well. And... 
guys, feel free to call shenanigans on us because I I just assumed that I had been looking down at my phone and I missed the scene where it was stolen. And we we we're both we're both watching this on the Cartoon Network app. Yeah. And so Is I it have... entirely possible that this scene was cut from the app for some reason? I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't make sense to cut this. No. But if you wouldn't. did need to cut something for time for one reason, for some for one reason or another, this would be it. It's, because you can still be like, oh no, it's gone. Yeah, and then we, don't we know what have to, to it. we have to assume that they've been stolen. This isn't a coincidence. This is a pattern. Like, I get it. But I just Was this an I, exporting error? <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I missed that scene twice. And that's really rare because usually I do it the first time just to watch the episode and the second time as a refresher. And the second time around, I tend to catch stuff that I didn't catch the first time. This, uh, both times, gold minicon saunters onto the scene, grabs something and leaves. Like, you'd think I'd notice that. Especially when you, because you take notes the second time around. Um, I, I will just say that for anybody who watched on the app, please let us know. Did you also not see this scene? Is this just us being super sleep deprived and missing it? Because... I like I said. I have I an excuse. I'm medicated, so <laughs> I, I watched have cold medication. I so watched I'm here. at eleven o'clock at night, so I just assumed I passed out for a moment. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I feel like there's not apart from that and the big question mark in terms of that scene. I feel like that's about it for that particular episode. We've got one more to tackle. Timing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> We do, yeah, and I think that's about all we can say about this because, yeah, I just, I have multiple Let question marks. Let us know in the marks. live chat, did you see the scene? <laughs> did you catch that mini car? <laughs> no, live chat's talking about Moonheart. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we mentioned Shadowraker. <laughs> I guess. Moonheart is the best. Seriously, chat, hashtag, um, did we just completely miss the gold minicon? Like, just completely... No, 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 forget that. Keep talking about Moonheart. (laughs) (laughs) Moonheart is the only robot worth talking about right now. Moonheart Uh, is the in-joke that will never die. I'm going to walk in here at some point with a shirt that says, I love Moonheart, and people are going to be like... Moonheart, the greatest Decepticon of all time. Of all time. <laughs> Ever of all time. Okay, yeah, no, seriously, guys, let us know if you saw that scene, because for some reason it went right over my head. In Same the meantime, here. let's talk about Combine and Conquer. Talking about inconsistent character. I feel, and we were talking, again, we talked about this That's a little a bit That's way to start camera. this episode. <laughs> talking about inconsistent character. We were talking about it. We love character parallels we love story beat parallels parallels within any given episode are great the and a lot of fun start of this episode i was just like what yes however my counterpoint to how great the the dual <laughs> the the sense of duality was my counterpoint to that is that by the time we got to the end of the last episode, B didn't look like he was in this state of frustration, and there was nothing at the beginning of this episode to act as the straw that breaks the camel's back. And while I think these as episodes are actually really great to do as a double feature, I feel like I missed a scene. You know, yeah. besides the other one I clearly missed. <laughs> I feel like I miss a scene when B starts out an episode screaming at the rest of the team. This was this was a little different. And this is the sort of thing where I can see him 
getting to of this course, point. Of course. But, They've lost all of their Decepticon hunters. Who wouldn't be mad? But we didn't see this build. No. Which is part of the problem because B has been a little more chill about things. About his leadership style, he's we very much hammered it into the ground. He handles things differently from Optimus. He has a different approach. He's he's the college kid babysitting the teenagers and also his dad's friend's young sons. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uncle B. Uncle B. <laughs> uh, but I thing, just lost it. Goodbye. But the thing is, is that, like, I mean, he's tried. Again, this is, it just feels like something we've, seen and already kind of gone over before in this series where he's attempting this very militant approach to leading the group and we already know from previous episode that episodes that one that's not his style two it doesn't work and so, not with this group of individuals well and we're at the point with this group of individuals we're in season four they took down satan they took down <laughs> hungry like the wolf they they took down starscream kind all of. of whom get name drops all uh, of whom get na- oh yeah absolutely but we're at the point where this team functions well enough together as a unit that you don't really want to be doing strict orders no. because it holds people back. You're at the point where, as a leader, you know your teammates well enough that you can give them some guidance, but you trust them to make the right decisions. Yeah, and we've had tons of episodes about that trust and building that trust. And and like I said, we can understand B being angry. That's fine. But we don't see the moment where it becomes too much because he's calm and cool and collected when he finds out the final Decepticon Hunter has been stolen at the end of the last episode. So it's very, it seems very inconsistent, even if it is completely understandable where he's at emotionally speaking. It seems like it was artificially created to create conflict, like in terms of, where he's at emotionally in this episode and his uh, leadership approach in this episode, it seems like it was forced so that he could learn to let go so that they could ultimately combine at the very end. Uh, Cyberwolf Fangal says, I think he's been spending too much time with Ultra Magnus. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not wrong. Here's the thing, though. I, I love Ultra Magnus, but here's the thing. Even he learned. He was, he was aware enough to realize his leadership style wasn't working with everybody. I feel like this would be just having a really really bad day. But again, like we... Someone's car alarm was going off down the street and it wouldn't shut off and he was off all night and then they were out of energy on this morning so he didn't have his coffee. We just just needed one minute before the split screen start of this episode to establish that enough was enough. Or even just a flashback to like an hour ago or 15 minutes ago or just the really short montage of all the things that had led up to Bumblebee's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Exactly. Um, In that way, like I said, it feels forced. It feels like it's artificially creating conflict so that B can learn to, B of all people, can learn to lay back so that everybody can work cohesively as a team. That's not a lesson he needs to learn Without, again, without good reason. There there needs to be some inciting incident that he needs to be reminded of that lesson. Yeah. 
And I, I enjoyed Strongarm throughout this episode, actually. Oh, yeah. Like For the sure. return of the military discipline and her just kind of doing a little happy <laughs> That little gift. But then culminating so in get the stick out of your tailpipe. Mm-hmm. We work better when we're as a team. We don't need to be micromanaged. Like, yeah, we could be doing better. We could always be doing better. But we've been doing pretty dang well for ourselves. So and cool it, your chats. And it turns out the and power was inside them all along. Pretty much. <laughs> and the fact that it was strong arm of all mm-hmm. people who likes this military regime, who likes the discipline, going up to him and going, look, I enjoy this as much as the next cadet, but we need to not. Yeah. This is and, not how this works. And again, this is it's one of those things where, much like the last episode <laughs> showed how much Sideswipe had grown, um, to the detriment of Drift's character development, this episode showed how much Strongarm had grown to the detriment of B's character. And again, it's completely understandable to see both sets of characters in these episodes being in this state. You just have to give us narrative reason for it. Yeah. Um, Although I did like, speaking of these two being a double feature, Drift crossing about, I am not accustomed to being talked to like this. And then just, yeah. we are! I knew that was coming the second Drift started that sentence, and I still just cackled. It's so good. (laughs) Because it's like, you know that's coming. You know it's coming because we just had an episode where the crux of the plot was Dad's gonna be mad. And just getting that, like... <laughs> um, like, yep, okay, this is a I, thing, and this is hilarious. Talking uh, about again the parallels, um, Motormaster trying to whip his team into shape is freaking hysterical. But Motormaster's team is just kind of a bunch of idiots. They're they're and a hot I love mess. them all. They're a hot mess. But can we talk for a second about how beautiful Motormaster's transformation sequence is when he's transforming from his, uh, you know, humanoid shape to his vehicle To the mode. big rig. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. So gorgeous. But did you notice we got fairly, not all new, I think some of them were the same, but we got new transformation scenes for our main guys as well. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It's all shiny and had rock music, and I'm like, wow, that was... That was new and interesting. I, like I enjoyed it. all of that, but <laughs> I'm intrigued as to why. But uh, yeah, Motor oh Masters was the one that really stuck out to me in this episode. Even though it was very brief, I was I was just like shiny, 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 shiny. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about Menasaur. Because we're finally there. Yeah. We finally have our combiner team. We finally see Menasaur for the first time. He's kind of an idiot. He's a little underwhelming, I isn't he? I love him. He's <laughs> Dumb. He's. I figure, like, you take the average IQ of all of the stunticons <laughs> and then just kind of even it out, and it's like. As we've all established, aren't the brightest bulbs in the shed? Oh, no. But oh. I enjoyed watching him. Like, it, 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 it takes a special villain to get the sword <laughs> stuck in the ground and then yell at his arms for not pulling it out. <laughs> like, that's. <laughs> Essentially, what happened there, and that was amazing. It was really funny. I will say though that for how much it's it's one of those things we're actually seeing Minnesota. Um, it completely makes sense that a team like this would not be able to cohesively work together when they all do come together. My my only issue is one they built it up to be a little bit more than that again with the whole combiners war thing and two when only two of them are combining they seem to fuse just fine so it was very interesting seeing 
all of them kind of, I don't know, maintain their own autonomy, but still be this other separate entity. I feel like Menasaur is a lot more cohesive, has been doing this for much longer, and is more of a singular personality, which is kind of weird. But that's how it works, I guess. I like, guess. we haven't really established how combiners work in this universe. They just kind of do. And, and again... So the fact that we have our brand new Ultra B combiner team who've, who've had maybe a full five minutes total of being combined and being conscious... Of screen time, yeah. Still being very much disjointed, very much still very different personalities, very different parts, having to verbally communicate and try and work together... Whereas Menasaur has this down to an art, mostly except for when he gets his sword stuck and is screaming at his arms. I mean, like, to I... be fair, I've definitely screamed at my legs to move and my arms to move at certain points after workouts. And, you know, it's not my fault if they don't want to listen. <laughs> this is true. I just, I was really, and I love the running commentary. Oh, no, a high wall. Such <laughs> top-notch security. Like, I enjoyed Menasaur a lot. I, he I, was fun to watch. I think one of my favorites was when he tossed the tank. <laughs> <laughs> like it was an oh, insult. I wanted to murder some people. I wanted to squish some squishies. Like, <laughs> we have fully autonomous tanks. Is this a universe where NASA got better funding? Yeah. Because this is absolutely like a NASA installation this is that's being defended by. a universe where, you know... The the dinosaur big rig thing like was actually a thing. Um, big rig dinosaur fighting. I, yeah, exactly. This is a universe where that was one hundred percent a okay. Do you think Crown City had this many disasters before we had an, a giant robots? Like, do you think that this like city Crown was City just... was always a hot mess? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> no one really questions. It's the Transit Authority. We have a high tech runaway train. Okay. That checks out. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> Can you explain why there seem to be giant robots on the train? I can't. I just know that it's runaway. There's a giant robot buffalo, like, heading down the highway? Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds legit. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Wait, so we're summoning robot Satan in front of the statue? Yeah, that's cool. Giant robot <laughs> you, crow up in the statue? What? I got you. It's ruining my commute. Just direct me to the detour so I can get to work. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just this is like how we treat traffic on the 101 yep yep oh, pretty much okay there's a delay on the 101 let's go over here fine whatever now imagine if that delay on the 101 was caused by giant robots it would make things okay, but considerably more interesting i'm pretty sure that's happened on the 101 at least <laughs> once and if not the 101 the five for sure for sure for sure so- <laughs> Let me think about that. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Beast Wars fan is on fire in chat. Fowler was part of NASA before joining Unit E. That was oh. a deep pull. Nice. Well played. And, uh, Mommy, there's a bunch of robots on a train. That's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and Grand nice. Galvatron, I wonder what's in Crown City newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many, I mean, we've been saying this since the start of the show. I have so many questions about Crown City. I really do just want the Ridiculous Fan Club. For sure. Like, I, I want that. And I keep going back to the Love and Monsters parallel. But this is really, really what I want is just an episode about this fan club. 
trying this to follow around these giant robots. Like, someone has a murder board with the red thread linking together all the different robots. Like, and all the, all, the, all the different villains as well. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them just has related question mark. How does the one that turns into a jet correspond to the one that's looks like a giant scorpion is that is that right am i looking at that right there are two that look like giant scorpions <laughs> one of them was in that weird base in nevada we got the satellite imagery yeah, yeah do you imagine what google earth would look like with transformer stuff in it again a lot more interesting <laughs> just these things that no one can explain it's like there's a tardis in the middle of england somewhere where you can actually go inside and it's the inside of the tardis and this is google earth <laughs> like that would be great. I think everyone would just kind of assume that someone was having fun. Yeah? <laughs> like, yeah, those crazy Google oh, programmers. those nerds. Out San Francisco. San Francisco? Sacramento. Maybe San Jose? I don't know. Silicon Valley. <laughs> Northern California. Those guys. Um, but it's yeah, almost this, a different state at this point. Uh, this was a good episode. Again, the power of uh, friendship brought them all together. Um, it would yeah, have been... They didn't need the equipment. It was in them the whole time. Which, on the one hand, is like, oh, that's kind of touching. On the other hand, it's like, man, we wasted a lot of time this season with <laughs> trying to force this via gadgets. But it's almost the sugar pill sort of thing. Yeah. You convince yourself that you can do it, even though the thing that you've convinced yourself you need, yeah, it's the Dumbo feather. Yeah, there you go. I did <laughs> love just the bit like my, pos- my plasmodic capacitator. We call this a challenge. <laughs> that's what we call it on Cybertron, too. <laughs> That was pretty great. I just love the old married couple banter at this point. Oh, for sure. They they work so well off each other. They're so good. Mm-hmm. More humans, please. Yes. Our humans are good. We need more of them. Uh, Hank needs to hurry up and come back. Yes! I just have a small request list for the rest of the season. I'm, I'm not expecting bingo, but... Just remember what... Remember, Katie, remember what you get when you start wanting things. <laughs> <laughs> hope you learned a lesson about wanting things. (laughs) That's why I'm choosing not to be selfish and just stop asking. Oh, you already got half the things you wanted. Which is why I'm not going to be selfish anymore. So, yeah. So, we... Let's let's wander into predictions for a little bit. We've got a little bit of that. Uh, Can we we bring up the poster now? (laughs) I would like to bring up the poster on Twitter because this is beautiful. It is... The best thing <laughs> ever. So yeah, check out the hashtag. We have a lasercon. Send us a poster for Moonbreaker. <laughs> Outer space now belongs to Menasaur. Ultra B as Ultra B in Moonbreaker, Moonbreaker. Coming, coming soon. soon. <laughs> Where's Epic Voice Guy for that? Can we just can we throw John this? Bailey? <laughs> we need you, <laughs> Peter Cullen. Oh, snap. His Toonami promos back in the day were epic. Yes. Uh, he did a video for NASA. Yeah, I remember. Optimus Prime awesome. wants you to go to space. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, so. How we, soon can we get there? <laughs> so we're down all three Decepticon hunters. We are down Menasaur, kind of, but I am sure that Team Rocket's going to come blasting yeah. back in again. Let's for be sure. real. And we still have almost half the season to go. We still got a solid... I, I don't know. Only seven, only ten ni- episodes? Only 19 episodes are listed on the wiki so far, and I assume that's because it's still running in the UK that it hasn't yeah. ended yet. But, um, but yeah, obviously, what like we've basically established Motormaster and crew as 
fun, but ultimately they are not the big bads of this season. Uh, the big sound bad... wave is still out there yeah. somewhere. And and I'm gonna go off on a limb and assume a partnership is in no way, shape, or form going to going to be. Honestly, Motormaster and friends point. are just as fun as they are. They are a distraction. Motormaster, as as fun as it is to watch, and as They've been fun. They've been good villains. Oh, they've been I love solid them. villains. I love them. Motormaster is very small-minded. Yes. Uh, again, and and they've kind of set that up for basically the entire season so far. Soundwave is where it's at, and Soundwave is what we, we're going to have to worry about when push comes to shove towards the end of the season. So we've had that slow build. We have presumably all three Decepticon hunters in Soundwave's grasp, and one Minicon who straight up walked off the job. Peace! <laughs> I'm done. I am out of here. Goodbye. I'm waiting for you to come back, Wouldn't buddy. it be funny if he ran into the other Minicons who were also taking flight? <laughs> and he found sanctuary with them. Oh my god, they left the planet so long ago. They did. <laughs> I enjoyed season three. Anyway, it was fun. I think that is about all we have. Yep. Where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. I was also on uh, the Scare Guys last night. Uh, we were talking about the Hatchet premiere, about the Death Note movie, about all sorts of fun stuff, uh, including the. Uh, uh, director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper, who passed away. It was a ton of fun. Please go check it out. Uh, you can follow Alexis at ATORS890, and I am Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm currently streaming Hustle Cat, which is my very first dating sim and has been a trip, let me tell you. I am also on a Geek and Sundry's Gather Your Party on Friday nights, 9.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash geek and sundry, and Z Nation is coming back, so keep an eye out for that. Woo! Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Those are the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.